2: Good evening and welcome to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. Um, yeah, this could be one for the ages here because <laughs> i am somehow been put in charge to present this. This is like letting a four-year-old drive a car. But hey ho, we'll see how we go. I think we're live on Twitter. Jord, uh, um, you're with me tonight. Is that correct? Are we are we up and running,
1: mate? We're live. We're live on Twitter. We've got 28 live viewers at the minute. So be careful.
2: Mate. Okay. Um, yeah. So welcome everyone. As I say, I'm in charge of this. So a bit nervous. I've just had to scurry off for a quick Richard, but uh, I'm back and I'm joined by George. Uh, I'll come to you first, mate. How you doing? I'm very
1: well. Thanks mate. How are you?
2: Yeah. All right, mate. Just got back from a couple of days at Alton Towers with the kids. So that was half decent actually. And
1: They were doing high rocks, weren't they, on their birthday?
2: Uh, well, yeah, so Liz, my wife, signed Oscar up to this keep fit class down at her gym. So, yeah, it so happened to be, it's Mondays. So, on his birthday, he had to do birthday burpees, which I uh, don't think he was too happy about. I sent you the picture, didn't I, where he's looking Miss, I like it, mate. But he, what yeah, he's, he's, singing,
1: it. he's singing Jamie Vardy songs in the car park.
2: <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, and we're also joined tonight, he's returning... And he, he was very popular last time on the Transfer Deadline Day episode. H, how are you,
3: pal? Yeah, all well, good, thank you. Um, just wanted... You wait round normally to Saturday, don't you? So now it's all about Friday night, really. It's been a blank week. It's been a, been one of those weeks where we've had no midweek fixture. So it, it's been hanging around for this game, which... Um, Enzo's just literally gone and planted a bomb underneath the Leeds... Fan base uh, this afternoon, so um, yeah, how to make yeah. it
2: more lively than it always going to be? Well, he has, and I think uh, we will come on to that because um, when I someone sent me the link earlier, and I was a bit, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, bit nervous about the old game, to be honest. But when you see that, I feel like we don't need any added pressure. But then maybe we need that. Maybe we need to stand up and be counted. Oh, I think we have perhaps been a little bit whether it's meek or, or just not really um, flexing it and then going out and delivering, I don't know. But yeah, I, I suspect that Leeds fans will be creating a bit of hysteria on Twitter about that. But um, I mean, before we come on to Leeds, I suppose, I mean, we've been doing, tending to do podcasts at the end of the week. like We did one last week just before the Middlesbrough game. Uh, and uh, as you say, the week's flown by, or it certainly has for me because I've been distracted. But obviously we lost, um, which wasn't great. Um, but, I mean, George's area will be able to bring us a calming uh, influence to proceedings, and then H will probably be somewhere in the middle of me at the other end of the spectrum. But um, seeing Southampton lose again in the week has also eased my fears a little bit, and as we now approach tomorrow night, I'm getting quietly confident. But, but this is the stretch of games now that I think we need to see what we're made of. Um, it's all well and good getting a bit... Um, annoyed or, or, or even fearful of what's to come, but if we cannot n- negotiate this final stretch of games and really show what we're worth, we're going to struggle next season regardless up there. So, yeah, I suppose I'll come to you first, Jordan, on what you thought, are on the Middlesbrough game um, and then, yeah, we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, uh, well, bizarrely, I actually enjoyed that game more than most home games this season. And I think it was because there was a bit of jeopardy. Uh, and I was joking with my mates after the game. I said, "It's got so easy for us. We've got to give teams two goals now, because even when we've given one, we've managed to get back in the game. And we should have got we should have got something out of it, even with two goals down." But I did feel that 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 game is what it's going to be like next season, because we gave them two half chances, or the second one was probably more than a half chance, but the first one they took it really well, and the second the second one was a good finish as well. And that's how clinical the Premier League sides are. And we're not used to seeing it in, in the uh, championship and fair play to Borough because they beat us at their place. Um, and I thought they looked fairly handy in the first first half um, and they had a good following. So they're obviously our bogey bogey team this year, which is going to happen. You know, I said before, I thought we'd beat them. Um, and unfortunately, we, we give ourselves a mountain to climb. We just couldn't climb it, basically. Um, the first goal I thought was a bit, you know, they took, like I said, the finish was superb. I thought Fez was a bit unlucky because I know he he like tried to nick it on the halfway line. But this is what, bizarrely we were talking about the back four the week before, this is what worries me about Vestergaard. And I'm not saying it was his fault, but they were, they were so square. Once Fez has committed, Vestergaard's not got the pace to recover for him and they're too square and they took it really well. The second one, Mavadidi just gives it away, which, you know, is unlike him. And then second half, I thought, you know, when, as a manager as well, and, and when you're in those situations, for me, it's about how do the players react? Because, you know, we could have lost that 3 4 nil, You know, we're not used to losing. We could have thrown the toys out of the pram uh, and and gone chasing the game in, in in a fashion where, you know, it leaves us vulnerable on the counter-attack. Um, but I thought the reaction was brilliant. Uh, Vardy had a a chance it was just behind him it was unlucky and I thought the defender did really well because he didn't touch Vardy could have fouled him just enough to put him off um the Vestergaard chance you know probably fell to the 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 last player you want that to fall to on the pitch He, he was on his weaker foot I think and he was leaning back um you know falls to a striker it's probably in and then we get one too late I thought we might have another chance after that but we we didn't so on another day, again, you know it's the same as the games that we've we've lost or dropped points in this season. For me, we've we've on another day we could have got something out of the game, and I don't think there's any team this season that's played us off the park. Uh, and obviously, we've got Leeds tomorrow, but you know the Leeds home game again. We hit the bar from ridiculous quality from Fatu, and uh and their keeper made a wonder save in the last minute. So even the, the team that are closest to us haven't played us off the park. Um, and again, I'm not worried, I said before, we'd win 10 out of 14. I think we'll win 10 out of 13 now. Um, obviously, tomorrow's a a big game which we'll come on to. But like I say, I, I quite enjoyed Saturday because it, it, it's it's, that's what it's going to be like next season. It's going to be a test um, and you want to see how the players react. And I think, I think they reacted really well and I think the manager will be quite pleased with that reaction, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's astonishing really that it's taken 33 games for us to go a goal down and then concede again before we've either, you know, come back into it or, or you know, the other games where we haven't got back into it, finished 1-0. Um, I just, I saw enough in that second half against Sheffield Wednesday that the defence was vulnerable. Uh, we have got a very, very good defence at this level. The, the lack of goals conceded shows that, that, I mean, I think in hindsight now, after the Middlesbrough Brigade that second half performance against Sheffield Wednesday, I don't think we were necessarily conserving energy. I think we were being exposed a little uh, and it sh- we were having to do more running than perhaps we wanted to do. And it showed, which we hadn't seen much until, well, probably the first few games of the season, we got caught out of possession, sorry, position defensively. And you saw like Vestergaard trying to scurry back and it was a hopeless, hopeless experience. And we saw that a bit against Sheffield Wednesday and then first half against Middlesbrough. Um, It's hard to play any other way if you're going to play Fesson and Vestergaard. Um, I thought Justin was really poor against Middlesbrough um, and and that didn't help. But yeah, if we're going to be exposed defensively, then... um, you have to take your chances and we didn't, you know, 25 shots was it, two on target, that's that's shocking. Um, what what were your thoughts, H, on it? Because, um, yeah, it obviously, the anger dissipates, doesn't it, the longer you go from the game, but, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think Tuesday's result as well from um, Southampton losing was of some comfort, didn't think, because... I think then if you have two teams that are closing in on you, then it's panic stations, isn't it? Whereas if it's one team that are pushing, you've kind of got that uh, bit of a buffer for the promotion spot. Um, the Ipswich late goal was another example of them getting themselves out of um, a very tight spot um, with Rotherham. I never could have seen that, getting back, getting back to 3 all, and then typically they went and scored about two minutes after. I didn't think we played that bad, and I've been critical at times of when we've been behind and about if we've got the bottle and the desire, uh, whether the habits of what the squad had before from Rogers are still remaining there. I didn't think that was the case on Saturday. I didn't think we actually started that badly. Um, There were two things that I sort of picked up on. I use the point about Man City an awful lot of Enzo, because that's what it that's that's where he's done his trade when it comes to his coaching. And that's, that, and that's effectively where his tactical knowledge has come from. How many times have we known Man City to go two behind and have a stinking first half where they've been caught out um and the defenders have got a high line and all of a sudden there's a massive amount of space behind them? That's happened countless occasions. Uh Leicester City have been have taken advantage of that on two three occasions against Man City. Uh, and then normally Man City come back in the second half and prove it with the quality of the players that they get the result. And it was very nearly the case to that for us. Two, Middlesbrough will never play like that again this season. They're, 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 a, they're a decent football inside. And it shouldn't be a surprise to us because they've played Chelsea and they've played Villa this season, played quite well, playing a, playing a different style of football to what they normally do. And... Um, so it shouldn't have been a surprise. But Middlesbrough will play Plymouth next week and they'll play a completely different style uh to what they did rather than sitting in. They probably went a bit too deep second half, which gave us the emphasis to push on them rather than using the using their pace. So I'm not going to be that harsh. I think everyone in that stadium, as the chances were going by, even in the first half thought, well, in the first half it was is it going to be one of those days? And in the second half, it was, it's going to be one of those days and it just felt that way. Um. So, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not big on it and I've been critical of us when it's come to the crunch. Have we got the um, yeah. bottle quite right? And, and I did think that was the case on Saturday.
2: No, I, I suppose looking at that second half performance, I mean, it, it was a bit disjointed to start with. I thought putting Cannon on the wing was unusual uh, I don't think that's where his strengths lie. Uh, he's not particularly quick. He's not slow, but he's not rapid. You know, I know in previous managers have put Dakar out there. And again, not great on the ball, but he's got pace. So he can, he can use that weapon. I mean, Cannon's assist to Vardy was lovely. Um, and I, I, I think a few of us see similarities to Nugent in him who used to perhaps be the one that drop in, in a front two. I just think we would have got more joy with him being in a front two and posing more problems centrally. I don't think it worked in being out there. And I think it took a lot of different changes for us to get it right. You know, Eunice first came on uh, and was playing one position. McAteer came on and then eventually when it was McAteer out, out was he on the right? No, he was, he was as the eight. Albright was on the right. Eunice was in there. It, we finally then were peppering chances in and, um, you know, we should have got something out of the game. But I do think we haven't been behind that often. He's not had to try and find answers to get back into games. Hopefully he's learnt something from Saturday because, um, you know, we've got a tough run of games going in. If we do go behind again, we need to dig ourselves out. We can't just expect it to go our our own way each time. Uh, George, was there any performances there that, concerned you or you know that you were happier with than the like yeah just obviously before we move on um
1: well i don't i don't think we particularly um played badly like H says but at the same time we didn't play that well either but we created so many chances but what i did like from enzo and this sounds like management management speak david um (laughs) but like you learn more about your players and your squad when you lose um and, and like you said we've not been behind that often we've not been too two down so it's it's interesting to see what the plan b is um and we we had th- well the three lads behind the striker Mavadidi um KDH and Fatu. that was probably the worst certainly all three of them have played together this season and individually you know, I'd say Mavadidi was at fault for the second goal, but um, it does go to show that, you know, if your top players are even slightly off it or not at the level, then teams can punish you even in this league. I mean, I think they're 10 points off the playoffs with a game in hand, so they're not really in contention, are they? And like HS probably won't play like that again this season. So um, it wasn't concerning, but um, it it was interesting to see the, the plan B. I mean, Cannon on the left... I think when he ke- when he came on, everyone just assumed that. I mean, I can't remember whether um, was Dacker on the pitch at that point, or I can't.
2: Remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dakar was few on Saturday night, but <laughs> yeah, he assumed that Dakar would probably go on the left and Cannon through the middle. But I think what he wanted to do was stand it up to that back post and get Cannon to knock it back across goal and, like you say, his assist to the Vardy goal. He I mean, was vintage Vardy. What a finish! Um, we, we, you know, that was a bit of an odd one and. I was looking at Callum's body language and I kind of wondered, he looked in a bit of an arse to me. He was like, you know, I don't play out here. What am I doing on the left? But I thought he did all right. Um, There was nothing like too concerning. I I thought we probably deserved the point to be honest. And then um, it just shows, like if those three are off it tomorrow, then we we probably won't get a result again. And you can't afford to have two or three players off it on the same day. If, If we might have got away with it, if say, Mavadidi had a bit of a stinker, but KDH and Fatou were, were playing well. Do you know what I mean? So I think it was just one of those things and fair play to the manager because he, he took them all off. Uh, and, you yeah. know, some managers would, would say, oh, you know, they've been our best players for the majority of the season. I'm going to keep them on. Um, and it it showed to me a couple of things that, you know, he, he believes in the squad. We were having this conversation about Eunice the, the week before. And he's thrown him on. I know we've got nothing to lose, but he's thrown him on in the game where we're 2-0 down and he he thinks he can do something um, when, you know, KDH is coming off and, you you know, again, Casey's down the middle, which I think we all agree is where his strengths are. He's definitely not a winger for me. So, again, he's just turned to a young lad and see if he can make anything happen. And I think that's pretty strong management. I know it's easy to say when we're flying at the top of the league, but a lot of managers would have probably left those three on or certainly two, you know, one or two of them for the whole game. And, Enzo will yeah. learn as well. He'll learn a, b- a lot about the, the squad in those situations because, you know, was it, played 33? A bit more, in, obviously, a few more games in the Cup. And I think it's so easy to forget that. You know, if, if we get promoted, which we should do, next season, it will take Enzo probably a couple of months to, and the players as well to get used to playing at that level. And it, it's not easy.
2: No, it's not. You're right. Um, it, funny you should say that about Mavadini and KDH didn't have good games at all. Fat-a-woo, uh he put a couple of lovely balls in which, you know, sit. To... Did he put the ball in for Vestergaard? He certainly did for the Dakar chance. Um, that, yeah, I, I do feel like those three aren't in unison with their sort of end product at the minute. KDH feels like he's due a goal. Mavadidi's not really been firing like he was in December and January. So... Uh, I just hope that, that, as you say, all three need to be on it tomorrow. Um, certainly, with if you think about the equivalent players in, in Leeds' position with Somerville, uh, who will it be? Uh, James is out, isn't it? It'll be Willie Nonto and um, Peru. You know, Rutter. Be. Rutter, yeah. No, beyond.
3: He's been doing Rutter and Bamford, hasn't he, recently, rather than play playing Rutter in the 10 rather than Peru.
2: Yeah, that's it. But I think Banford might be out, so I think it's gonna be Rutter and Peru. Um and then how do you say, Willie? Is it how do you pronounce is it nonto? Nonto, that's it. Nonto, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a solid G. <laughs>
1: um weren't he, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he throwing his toys out the pram at the start of the season? Yeah,
3: yeah, he was I because mean, he wanted he switch. wanted to be yeah, he wanted to go to the Ev, didn't he?
2: but um yeah. h um yeah what are your thoughts on um particular performances i mean i think we should come to vardy because again that i thought daka was poor on saturday but we've been singing his praises and i think he probably still is the the best player um to lead the press and, and start games but you know vardy's very, very quickly in one of those scoring sprees at the minute. And I think you have to utilise yeah. that. Whether whether that's from the start, mm. I don't know. But yeah, what what's your thoughts?
3: The, the the best part of that his goal was um when the ball went over, he actually out sprinted the centre half. Mm. Um which has been the you know the thing that we've all seen is his his reduction in pace. Uh, recently, and that, that that was just the vintage of him. Where you know he's going to beat the man. Uh, the angle he got it from. Were absolutely fantastic, really. Because by the time he's managed to get the ball to settle, he's it's a lot tougher than uh, than you think it is. I, I I think when it in terms of a game like today, you you forget his experience in captaincy at times as well. Um, particularly when you talk about the three that sit behind him. Uh, there's not a lot of experience there between themselves. He, he is one of the better players when you see him doing the little chats and bits uh, off the ball. So I think that's a massive part, tomorrow. Uh Ideal for the atmosphere as well, because, you know, he's going to lean on that front. I think the one thing against Borough um, that Dak has been really good with, um, but we didn't do very well as a team. And that's where it started to unravel was the press. Yeah. Um, Dakar seemed to go. Chef Wednesday done this thing where they started to bring a defender into midfield, and it made it free. And all of a sudden, we couldn't go man for man, and it starts to fall apart. And Borough did that a bit. They they kind of held us a free in possession at the back, and brought an extra player in, and it and it sort of causes a bit of an headache. Um, and I think tomorrow um, it could be quite a spectacular ding dong game in that sense. You know how both teams press. We're really interesting, um, and I probably think in this circumstance Vardy might be the best suited for it as well. Uh, simply, f- uh, again, goes back to the leadership thing with his finger pointing, which he quite often does. <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't get that with Vata, As good as he's been uh, up until Saturday,
1: he does that thing H where he, he cocks his shoulders up like a
2: yeah like a, a yeah yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean,
2: it was a fantastic finish, he, and he scored some good goals this season. When you think about it, um, I, I I was ready to sort of not consider Vardy as someone to rely on, and I think it's it, that shows either the embarrassment of riches that we've got up front, or it just shows the the difficulty of nailing down the the striker spot for, for Leicester. But, you know, it only takes one or two iffy performances and then you start to question players again or, you know, a couple of contributions and they're back. Um I think, yeah, whether I know Vardy started the home game against Leeds, didn't he? And he didn't have a sniff. So we've got to be much more active behind him in um, getting those th- through balls to him. Um, I, I, one thing I want to talk about as well was the—I know we have mentioned it, but yeah, I mean Doyle. He—I would have thought he—I thought he would have started against Middlesbrough, and I know the lack of pace collectively with Vestergaard, Fassa and, and him. But I, I do wonder at what point he comes back in because we do miss the angles he creates. Um, whether you then have—well, I don't know how you get him in. Where's the pace? But. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering at the back what you do against Leeds because that is my biggest concern. It's not our outfield players going forward; it's the back against them. Because the home game as well, Ricardo had so so many last ditch um, clearances and tackles. That's where I think we we've, we've got a real we've got a real concern.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion.
0: BlueNile.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: Yeah, from memory, Ricardo was brilliant in the in the first game, wasn't he, against Leeds? Mm-hmm. Um, and that if we're going to play that system that we'll, well, we will do, um, I'm guessing to Somerville out on the left, or even even beside yeah. Nonto, doesn't matter. Um, as soon as we give the ball away, they'll be in on the break down that side or transition as they like to call it these days. Um, I would just go with what I think is the strongest back four. Uh in interest in what H says there about about Vardy I think that's right um, and he scored there last season but yeah the, yes. the three behind are very inexperienced but if you look the goalkeeper is very inexperienced but if you look at that back four Ricardo, captain, Fez, Vestergaard, Justin they're all very experienced players uh, and then obviously Winks holding that's mm. pretty pretty solid in a game like that which um, <laughs> it's like H hey, is an interesting one tomorrow because everyone expects it to be a bit of a ding-dong both teams going at it but it could also just completely go the other way and it could be so cagey you know the crowd or if we can silence the crowd because you know what it'll be like for the first 10-15 um, and it might be a low a low scorer because the, the, very similar circumstance last year when we played and obviously towards the end of the season with a lot at stake um, and I remember the game wasn't that good I mean I know both teams were struggling but there were certain lulls in the in the in the game and the the crowd you know, any any crowd, um, when it's a game like that, they, they're so up for it. And then the alcohol quickly drains out the system and everyone starts getting nervous. It goes quiet again. Um, but Doyle was an interesting one. Because if, if you think when we signed him, predominantly a centre-back, I said the other week, like my mate couldn't believe he was a cov fan that we're playing him left-back. Um, but just didn't didn't play that often. And I think that was because the manager was a bit worried about his injury record and whether he could play that many games. And I wonder if it's the same, but the other way around for Doyle, because he's still coming back from an ACL injury. And when did he come back? December, January. that's a pretty quick turnaround for an ACL. Um, And I know obviously the sports science and and stuffs so far advanced these days, but, you know, not not being disrespectful, he doesn't look as lean or as fit as he did. Um, I don't think Uh, he's not, he's not the quickest anyway. Um, One thing I, I think we do miss is diagonal pass. Yeah. Which he which he's he's so good at. I think he you know he set up the goal at Mill for Cannon. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's also good on the overlap, whereas JJ obviously he's not left footed. So a lot of the time he has to come in on his right. I know he does try and use his left, but you don't often see JJ getting round or even underlapping Mavadidi. It's normally JJ kind of stays where he is and leaves Mavididi to it. Whereas at least when Doyle plays, he does go both sides of Mavididi and
2: yeah.
1: uh, and gives you know the fallback and the w- makes the winger come back. So, I'd stick with the back four to be honest. Um, and like like i I'd probably play Vardy, and then I think the the rest kind of picks itself.
2: Yeah, H, what are your thoughts? I mean, one thing I'm thinking as well is whether you move Ricardo into the eight role, and then there is a spot for a bit more pace um, somewhere in the the back line. But um, I mean, you, you you touched on the press sort of fell apart against Middlesbrough. I actually think Pratt's not very good at pressing. Um, and how you get around that, Pratt brings qualities in other areas. Enzo's picked him up this week. Uh, and I thought, I said at the time he didn't play very well, but on reflection, I think he was probably our best midfielder against Middlesbrough, Pratt was. And he, mm. he was very good first half against Sheffield Wednesday. But um, yeah, what I mean, going through the team and, and trying to, you know, limit any weaknesses, what would you do at the back?
3: Um, well, I think it comes down to, um, are you playing to ward against other teams' dangers, or are you playing because you want to impose your, your own style? Because very rarely this season have we ever had to play two wingers who are so quick and tricky is what Leeds possess, because what we have done on occasions is, We've gone okay. Well, Ricardo's going to invert, but we'll put yeah. Ricardo on the left. Justin will go on the right because Jack Clark, for example, at Sunderland is the yeah. one who's the the outlet for him, and they're going to follow. Him. Now we lead, you don't do it. So it then becomes a question of well, what are we here to do? Are we playing to win, or are we playing to kind of just warn you know just just see him off? And I can't help but think he will go with his with his principle of this is the way we play, and and this is what we do. Justin. Increasingly becoming a must because of the pace. Um, he didn't play very well at all against Middlesbrough, but there were a couple of points in the second half where errors were made, and it was in with his pace digging out the one where he slowed up their striker and then he attempted a chip over um Anderson. To be fair, it wasn't a bad effort; it caught the top of the net. But if, if Justin would hadn't slowed him up, it was a real you know situation there. What we're looking at probably a third going in. So I don't see him doing it. I feel for Doyle because I think he got targeted actually a fair bit early on in the season because of his unfamiliarity with the left-back position. A lot of people were using the spacing behind. That left-back position as well, sometimes you don't get a lot of help from the wingers. It's got better from Avadidi as the season's what on. At the start of the season, it wasn't such a case. And unfortunately for Doyle, that's when he had the position. So I, I, I think he'll go pretty much as, as is. Um, and I do agree with the point about Doyle with the ACL. It's going to come on. We've managed it. We've managing them sort of injuries better until today. We found out that Alves has picked up another four week layoff on his yeah. after scoring on Monday, was it or the week before? But yeah, it finally, looked like he's bubbling back on the edge of the first team, and um, he's got another four weeks out. So that's a disappointment on that one. When we were hoping with the best wish of the world, we might see him by the end of the season. So I, I think they'll go pretty much back to basics on the... I say back to basics, but back to what we know. Ricardo will do what he's doing, as George says. I don't think we'll differ from that. I think sometimes maybe one criticism you could make is is maybe when we're in scenarios like when we're chasing a game, do you kind of double up a bit on the wings, get the full-backs to do more of a conventional role and, you know... Might have probably worked against Borough when we just kept giving the ball to all Brighton. You put one more body out there, it makes it a bit more easier for him to get the space to get a crossover. Um, so, yeah, and I also agree with George's thing about the thing in terms of we all expect a ding dong game on a piece of paper. Leeds are on this run that is quite impressive. They've only conceded one goal um, out of eight or 12. So I think it's eight games. of conceded one goal. Twelve game unbeaten run. Might, might be on that, but I think I looked up the opposition who they've played. We'll beat. So it's not that impressive of a list as you think. Um, God, I forgot my point here now. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Ultimately, you know, we've we can come back. This is what Enzo thing about the huge huge game for them because they've got a. Um, They've got a chase. We haven't got that. We can get away with a point, but you never play for a point, do you You've got to play for a win? So that's where I'm at, but I think you will go with the defence what we've got or what we've been yeah. playing.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um yeah, I mean Justin Yeah, I think Jordan Blackwell put an article up, might have been yesterday, about um sort of I think it was more around Victor Christiansen and um sort of the the misconception that the our fullbacks don't really support the uh wingers going forward but the stats suggest that although that isn't their principal role to to overlap like perhaps other managers other systems like under Rodgers that's very much what we did but Justin has got forward quite a bit and the stats were were quite telling i don't think i think it's more it, it when the space is created that he he will will do that and i think we we've been very good this season for not really looking like we've been out of position that often, and that's key. And and I like that about our system, and certainly around then the weaknesses on the pace. So, um, yeah, he we we need Ricardo and Justin to use their pace for because there will be some last ditch tackling tomorrow night. I'm sure of it. Um, but I, I wonder if there is a game plan that Enzo's been working on, um, although we have what. I don't think we have one way of playing. We have one idea, one methodology and principle, but there are many variations to that, whether we look to, to go a bit more direct if the space is there or we look to invite them on. I, I thought the Ipswich home game, um, the first half performance, we set up in a way where it was all about pressing and, and Ipswich couldn't deal with that. I wonder if there's something Enzo's working on this week To try and change the way that they will expect us to to play against them what that is i don't know Uh, i think it's in the midfield we've got to get the midfield right and i'm not i'm still not 100 sure on what our best midfield is perhaps done okay how much i'd love for Diddy to be in there tomorrow night which unfortunately he's not um but yeah what what would you do in that i'll offer that up to you first jord what would you do midfield wise
1: I don't think we've got any choice. Mm. I think it's got to be Pratt. And I'm not a big fan of, of Pratt, but the other thing is he's played at a higher level. He's played in international football and he's, he's played in the Premier He's played in big games in Europe. So, <laughs> I, I, go. you know, going back to his point about Enzo saying, no, it's a huge, huge game. He's not wrong. And, and the other thing people are forgetting, we'll probably come on to all the negativity, which is just, I think embarrassing. Um, we're away, which we might suit us because most teams that come down our place, just park 10 at the back and we have the ball all day. Well, I'm not saying we're going to do that, but like I say, Ellen Road, they'll all be, they'll all be getting carried away. And, and I'll tell you now, if you, when you're playing games like that as well, if, if they give the ball away in their half and the next thing, Mavadidi and Fatu are gone and, or Vardy and, or Dakar's gone, They'll shut up pretty quickly and they're back four think, fucking you know, hell, these, these ain't bad. This same happens at our place, and people are forgetting that. Um, so I think I, I think the team picks itself. I don't think we've got really any choice in, in midfield. And KDH has got a lot of energy in terms of pressing winks, wink games like this for winks are just no problem. Um and you know, these players like Winks and, and Pratt, and to some extent KDH really, gone about experience, they've played in these games, you know, it's, it's nothing new to them going to Ellen Road and all these things about oh it's a tough place to go, isn't it?
3: Well,
2: is it? Well, it wasn't different? for us, was it? Well, I mean, yeah. the last few years <laughs> we'd have looked at Ellen Road as, well, we did, you know, we won 4-1 their first season back with Bielsa in charge and then I think there's been a couple of draws since then, but you know, we go there and we wouldn't have any fear whatsoever. I don't really know why there isn't any right now, but well,
1: the well, seemingly well, is. What is it bit fear? We're nine points clear and like, HS hey, we, we, we should be going there and we will pick the strongest team and we should go there to win and, and dominate the game. And I, I don't see, I don't see any reason why we won't, to be honest. Um, you yeah, know, I, I might be wrong. We might lose, but even if we lose, I'd still rather be in our position than theirs. So, yeah, I'd play Pratt. The only concern you'd probably get about an hour out of him, and then you'd have to change him. But to be fair, if you say to him, "Look, just give us an hour, hundred percent an hour," that's fine, because um, he hasn't got. <laughs> it's very rare that he has a lot more than that in him. But he's never
2: finished. He's never done ninety minutes in in a league game for us, and I don't know how many cup games he has. But yeah, I, I'm. I'd be. I'd be tempted to put Ricardo there, which I know takes him away from his the role he's done so well this season, and. You know, he he's last ditch tackling in the first game, but I'd be tempted to move him there. He presses better than um Pratt does. He's very good on the ball. And then I um, you could drop whether that's Hamza comes in, which I know, you know, whether whether he's suitable against Leeds for for more than 20, 30 minutes, I don't know. Um and
1: these these decisions, I mean I I don't think he'll do that, but if he did, he's damned yeah. if he doesn't damned if he don't. That's just True. management. You know, you could bring Chowdhury and he could have a fucking stormer. Mm. Or he or he gets booked after 20 minutes and he's walking the tightrope and then everyone's going, I oh, should never play Chowdhury. Well, yeah, it's... you know, what whatever he picks, if he does something like that, it's gonna be a risk. So I I think he will just stick with what he, stick with what we know and what the, the the team that has got us in the position that, that we're in, and I think that's fair. Yeah. H, what are your
2: thoughts on that?
3: Um I realised a point that I'd forgotten now. It was just about actually the interesting point was that the teams that have been most successful against us haven't necessarily wanted um, the bulk of the possession. They've kind of sat on us and then they'll it off us and and then counterattack like Middlesbrough did. And and that kind of brings a question to Leeds in terms of well how do you want to play then tomorrow night? Because that won't be acceptable to their own fans. It won't be acceptable to make the atmosphere in the way that they want it. So that's another little dynamic to tomorrow evening that that kind of subtly in there in the tactical battle. Um, Kind of Chaplin from Ipswich uh, this afternoon on Talk Sport said that Leicester were by far, well, not by far, I'm exaggerating there, but, but, but were more difficult than Leeds United to play. Now, obviously, they got whacked twice by Leeds. But they said that the constant um, style and the way that we look after the ball and the constant tactical challenge that's causing to to, to a player, um, Leicester were, were far more of a difficult opposition to play. I've done the exaggeration again here. You can tell I'm on the podcast, can't you? Um, so I, I think that's an important point really in that sense is that it clearly... Um, as a dimension to it, the style we play, that is mentally tiring, tiring as well as physically tiring, tiring, tiring. Not just the players, the coaches are constantly got to have to think about what they're doing in, in terms of substitutions, etc. Which brings me kind of to the point that one niggle I think you can have at Enzo has been, sometimes his subs haven't been necessarily the most creative. Yeah. I think particularly now that Since the new five sub rule, it is a part of the game that uh, some managers have utilised far better than others. And in the case of Pratt, if he makes 60 minutes, then great. Just don't, you know, don't hang him on with his legs tiring. Get another body on there and change it and take it from there because there's a couple of, you know, McAteer, in terms of what we need tomorrow, might be more of an Anson than uh, Hamza, I think. And, so, yeah, th- th- you know, th- that's what I mean. You know, stay on the principle of what we're doing and uh, keep having, you know, we haven't got to the wingers yet. That will That is one part of the game that will be interesting. If Leeds do their traditional thing with their full backs, yeah. bombing forward, because um, Sam Byron, who did a fairly decent role for him, even though you think, oh, he's, you know, passed it and his, his best days are gone. So they've got Junior Furpo now left back. Who, um, a bit like the chap uh, Emerson Royal, who was at Tottenham, great going forward, going backwards, not great at all, and he's up against Fatahou tomorrow. So, you know, that's that's something that Leeds have got to be cautious of. Do they stick? We're talking about us sticking and twisting at full-back and inverted. I don't think they're necessarily going to be able to do um, get up and down as they'd like. Um, if they do, we'll have a repeat of stuff that happened at Birmingham, where every single counter attack, all of a sudden, we've got three against three. So, yeah, you know, I, I take from that, you know, that, that kind of gave me a bit of confidence in what Chaplin was saying today on the radio. Um, that Because the other thing is footballers obviously talk and the rest of it and they must come to us and think, we've got to play Leicester and we're going to have to run and they're going to pass and they're going to pass and it's going to be hard work. And, you know, when you play Middlesbrough, they get that one goal and all of a sudden that gives them a bit of a thing, but if you impose that style on them then it becomes so much more difficult to contend with um and i know it's like that's like being the cult of enzo isn't it a little bit but um that's the truth you know what what we do is we strangle teams with them and that's what yeah well you hate you used to hate playing man city in the premier league is it because what they do is is you, you know at some point they're going to create a chance you you think you're near them and then you're not they, they, they you know one player does something and, and it's a goal so and I suppose it's been a bit disappointing, or our fan base has been a bit um squeaky bum time, hasn't it, this week, judging from social media, etc., about yeah. Well,
2: absolutely, so that's and that's awesome. what I was gonna come on to. Uh, I think is it's sort of how and I know it may well have been spearheaded from losing against Middlesbrough. Um, but I also think there the would still have been an element of that with with playing leads anyway. I've been guilty of it. I was guilty of worrying about leads when we played them at home. Don't know why, because they aren't anything special. They're, they're you know, at, at very best, they're nearly as good as us, if not as good as us. Well, that means that on any given day, we, we could beat them or they could beat us. Um, but, yeah, I, I just realised we have had a few messages as well. I'm just going to lob them up. Uh, we have got some listening in. we've got uh Mark from it's 11, it's heaven, Jamie Vardy podcast, evening chaps, Luke's with us, evening chaps, potters in, <laughs> he sent us a flurry of them, pace against Leeds front four, scary. Ah, piss off, come on, we don't need to worry about that. Uh, wish I could lock my phone and listen to this. Walking back from the gym, and so many hearts,
1: you get a heart yeah. on Twitter, don't you? On the oh,
2: screen. right, got you. Yeah, I oh, hope you've had a good workout, pal. Not for me, did you? <laughs> right. Uh, and then lots of goals we've conceded from our mistakes I'm confident about tomorrow. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm not seeing much negativity yet. But, yeah, on it. You're right, H. Um, and, I mean, I probably would have been ordinarily a bit more fearful. But the stuff I've read this week has been beggars belief on Fox's talk and Twitter. Um, that's why I, I don't on it, Rick. Well yeah, and it's fair it's a fair point not to. Um I'm usually I I don't I tend to just take stuff like that um with a pinch of salt or, or or whatever, but I don't know where it's necessarily come from because it can't be purely based on what they've seen under Enzo. I know as a Leicester fan, we are a ridiculous club, we are. We've you know the the stats, the percentiles of, of the probability of us doing something, we've we've consistently disproven those percentages, winning things when we we didn't stand a chance or blowing top four or getting relegated. So those don't necessarily bring a great deal of comfort because we are the club that, that will do both ends of the spectrum. But what we've shown under Enzo this season, 25 wins out of 33, you know, there's only a couple, two, three, four games where we've conceded more than one goal we've never gone more than one two goals behind other than once so there's so much there yes we've conceded some late goals and yes our record again in big games might not be as you know mind-blowingly devastating as our record against pretty much any other team in the league but but what is it it there's not enough there to say we're you know we're in for an absolute pasted tomorrow um it, there's not, so I, I I don't really get it. Yeah, if we lose tomorrow, I'll be a bit concerned because the gaps ever ever getting closer. But still, we still this is where we've got to show our true worth. Here, we, we're not going to go a whole season where we're not going to hit a sticky spot and then have to play some quite pressured games and come out of it um, on top. We've got to do that now. So go and do it. I'm I'm not that concerned yet, which is for me is unheard of. But yeah. It's 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 wild, really, what some people have been saying. Um, what are your thoughts, George?
1: <laughs> I just... I, yeah. The one thing I will say is I'm glad these people aren't involved in our football club, because mm. it goes back to what Hates just said, uh, and obviously it's their profession, but Leeds will know. So their fans are going on and on, uh, and that's their job. But the players and the manager and the coaching staff will be in training all all day this week, working on shape out of possession, and they'll know fucking hell, these are decent. These can rip us to pieces. Look at Southampton away. I know it was right at the start of the season. Um, and even Ipswich away, where we could have had two pens or a pen. Um and West Brom away, they got carried away and we scored we went and scored. But the Southampton one who, you, you know, you'd say it's maybe like for like with, with Leeds away is Southampton away. We absolutely battered them. Um, and this, this is what I mean. So these, these fans, what do they do it just to, to if we don't get a, a result? Tomorrow? Oh, I told you so, that's all they do it for. Oh, I told you, so. you know, Or oh, look at the, Look at the Omens, we bottled top four. What the fuck has that got to do with this season? Absolutely nothing whatsoever. And the, the evidence is that we have won 25 out of 33 games and that the eight games that we didn't win, we could have won all of them. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And, and no, one, no one can tell me otherwise because you're wrong. You are wrong. If we win tomorrow, we are 12 points clear. That is pissing it. That is pissing it. If we don't lose, we're, we're in the box seat. And even if we do lose, we're going about this tough run we've got we beat 10 of ten out of the 11. We've got left. So it ain't that fucking hard, is it? And I said last week, you know, we'll pick up more than zero points against Middlesbrough, Leeds and Hull. Well, if we don't, we don't. But we've still got another 10, 11 games where we'll probably pick up 10 wins. And and Leeds, you know, like H says, I think they've won eight in a row and they've not lost in 12. Well, as we've seen with Southampton, two weeks ago, everyone was fucking worrying about them. Now they've lost two. so. They're not going to carry it up. And and fair enough, if Leeds do, fair play to them. Just hold your hands up and, and what can you do? But the negativity, it's draining. It is fucking draining. And if I was the manager and the players, what's the point in following football if you can't enjoy when your team are nine points clear of the league with 12 left? What is the point? Football ain't for you then. Because after the shit we've had last season where you're well within your right to moan. If you're within your right to moan and be negative and whinge, absolutely fine. But if you ain't got a leg to stand on, it's because they've got nothing to moan about. They, they, oh, everything's brilliant. Oh, what? Well, our record against the top six ain't very good. Well, that's great, because we've got over fucking 18 teams to play twice, so it doesn't matter, does it? You know, they come up with all these statistics why why it's going to go wrong, and then in, in, on the off chance it does, I've told you so. Great. Well done, mate. It's boring and it is draining. And and if I was a player at the club uh, or Enzo and you were winning games week in, week out like this, and you were still getting this, what? what, I I won't fucking play for them. Why should I go and play for them? And and I'm, you know, I said at the start of the season, anything less than winning the league or promotion at the bare minimum is what on paper is what success should be because We've got a, a wage bill this season before that was the seventh highest in the country. So to be in, in the, you know, the, the 21st best team is not an achievement. That should be the bare minimum. But that said, as a fan, you can't, you can't not enjoy it. I'd, I had a call at work earlier. I've got a trip to New York for work and they're all going out on Wednesday. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm going out on the Sunday because it's the last game of the season against Blackburn. And I think we can win a, win a trophy. Or lift the trophy and they all said well you've seen it before i said yeah but i might never see it again and i've got a chance of seeing it and you know you can't take things for granted oh. the lads have still got to go out there and get promoted and you know what if they lose tomorrow so what we're six points clear with we've, 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 what 12 left well i know whose position i'd rather be in and it ain't leeds and it ain't southampton and it ain't Ipswich because three don't go into one and, and, you know, there the, was the a stat earlier 98% chance of getting promoted with 12 left. So you have said that in August, that ain't good enough. Bollocks. It's bollocks.
2: There you go. I've had me run. Now, and uh, <laughs> you, I mean, you say <laughs> you, you're, you bang on. You are bang on with a lot of that. Like, I, you know, me and you have. differing opinions on confidence and you know I am of a nervous disposition so I I can I can resonate with some of the I wouldn't say the negativity because I think the negativity is ridiculous but I can resonate with some with concerns because if you're biologically computed to to Mm. think that about Leicester and there's there is there's battle scars that back that up you, you know, I, I've got some sympathy for that because you can't help it. You can't. You can't kid yourself with those battle
1: scars. You know what? We're going back to Swindon Town in the playoff final or something. I mean, no. I, no, I mean, there's been more.
2: There's been more recent stuff that. That's come but at the same time, you've got to. You, you come. I come back to GM's um, lovely analogy the other week about your heart and the head with football, and I've started to use that and been able to regulate my sort of. Irrationality, um, and that's what I'm doing this week because otherwise I'll be I'll be off on I'd probably be off on one saying ah you know panicking but yeah what h what obviously george has been very eloquent there in his uh, in the negativity and stuff and we've got a lot of messages come through that I'll get to but yeah what's your take on on what's you, been said yeah I,
3: have, I think he's just done his five minutes and any other business with that rant I think he
2: has but definitely. Um,
3: I was waiting, I was waiting. It's allowance. Um, <laughs> just pick on the point of how well we're doing. We're we we we're actually projected to get 110 points. Like, you know, I don't, because it's been so good from the very beginning, I don't think it's ever actually clicked in terms of how good we are doing. Equally, how good the three of the teams who are chasing us are doing as well, because they're on to get 96, 97 um, so, you know, the statistics there say that one of them is going to fall, by the way, because that's what that's what happens in, in football. Not everyone can keep it going for 46 games. So let's just highlight that for one, that the success at the end of the season might not only be uh, lifting the trophy. Uh, I believe we either equal or win the second-tier trophy more than any other club in English football. It will be the fact that we've also managed to take a quite record that is, you know, of worthy praise and and, and strap that again on another thing that Leicester City have managed to um, complete in the last few years. I think we all suffer from a level of PTSD. It's the Champions League, isn't it? That's the one that we're all thinking. The, we yeah. all seen the predictions back then of 98% success to get fourth place. And I'll tell you why that one stuck so much was it was when it was in COVID and we didn't have an awful lot else going on in our lives at the time. And I think all in his heads, we all had a little harbour of hope that we'd qualify and COVID would be gone. And the next season we'd be sat in the King Powell stadium and the Champions League music playing. So that's why that one hurts and stung more than any other. And then my sort of final point on this when it comes to the fan base and now we're a bit shifty and a bit worried about it all tonight is the best atmosphere we've had down the King Power occurred from about the 85th minute on Saturday when all of a sudden the game was in 2-1. It's in Jeopardy. It's thrilling. It ended up becoming the old, you know, stand up every time. A cross goes in every corner, half the cop standing up. That is a bit like... Uh, our, our spanish correspondent's friend of the pod said that's what strikes at the heart not the head but equally why do we watch football it's for games like friday that have a bit riding on them if every game was a walking apart well unfortunately then we're all into the wrong sport are not we because that's what makes it so beautiful is the hurt the, when when you lose it hurts but when you win well it's even more the better and it feels even better. That's why it's great supporting Leicester City, because um, you probably, well, when we were all growing up, we lost more than we won, for starters. Um, but winning means so much more. It's not a chore, uh, and it's become a chore this season. That's what people are kind of forgetting about it all, really. Uh, I'm, I, You know, shame it's away. It's a shame it's away. I was, I was, I was up for going, um, and I really hope that the away support tomorrow get behind them because um, my brother actually said this week that if you ever sc- had to score one goal at an away ground, you'd like to score it at Ellen Road in front of our away support because the upper muppets that are to your right-hand side are quite draining when you're in that away end at Ellen Road. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it will it will be, before kick-off in particular, it'll be, it'll be loud tomorrow, you can't deny it. It's one of, the, one of the few atmospheres left in the English leagues that's got something about it, so... Uh, enjoy it, you know. You don't come along all the time. We could have been 10th and playing Leeds, you know, on Saturday at three o'clock was a reason why we're on Friday at eight. It's because we are as much as a pull as a lot of the Premier League games that are going to be on this weekend. They'll have a bigger audience tomorrow night than than probably two or three of the Premier League games on over the weekend. I'm oh, looking forward Maybe. to Southampton game as well. Friday nights give a bit of a staging. Yeah,
1: those two will be Premier League quality games as well. Um, but what, what I was going to say I don't disagree with anything H has said all night to be honest but what I don't get with, with this negativity is you know I always go back to this it doesn't matter what level you've played at or whether you've been involved in the game but you know when when you, you lose a game and you've got a game net, you can't wait for the next game come on roll your fucking sleeves up come on we'll put this right but our fans are the complete opposite we might as well yeah. not bother turning up tomorrow according to half of them oh, fuck it, let Leeds and Southampton get promoted and we'll bottle the playoffs. Well, Leeds fans ain't like that. Leeds fans are bullish and they're like, you know, oh, I want them to end up with egg on their face tomorrow because they're all going, well, if we beat them tomorrow, we're only six points behind, we've 11 left, we've 12 left, it's on then, it's on, they'll crumble and we'll win it. We don't say that, we say, oh, we've been top all season, oh, but we've got 12 left, oh, and we, oh my God, we've got fucking Hull, oh, my God, we've got QPR, great, fucking out. I don't get it. There's no, where's the, where's the, like, roll your fucking sleeves up. We've lost the middles, bro. Let's go and put it right at Ellen Road. There's none of that. It's the complete opposite. Unless it, it's just the silent uh, majority are the ones that are confident.
2: Well, I'm just, just... I'm just lobbing some comments in now. I'm not seeing much negativity here, really. Um, but, yeah, it's a curious one. I, I don't know. Are we just fucked as a fan base? I, I mean, I'm convinced we are. Uh, and not necessarily because of the demise. I think it happened before that, because of what we achieved. Um, we are the most yeah, unique club in the world. That, that we are, and, and that's why sometimes I just feel like what will be will be. You know, rather than I, I, I need to enjoy things more when it goes right. Um, I don't know if I've enjoyed wins as much this season as I should have done. Uh, I have done some. I mean, that, that the Southampton away game. Obviously, it came earlier. I was almost more impressed by the Norwich one, which I think was then a few days after. Both those teams at that point in time were, you know, right up there with us. But I think Norwich even more so than Southampton. Um, And we we showed absolutely zero fear there as a team. Um, And uh, part of me, I don't want to get too excited, but I just... Tomorrow's got that feel where Leeds are very much being talked about, like we were when we played them at home. We'd won eight or nine on the spin; they've won eight on the spin. I, Darren Bent on Sport today, there was a snippet about um, the game, and he just said Leeds will win tomorrow. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people saying that, oh, that doesn't mean anything for the result. But football tends to work like that sometimes, where when everyone's thinking something's going to happen the opposite happens.
1: Mm.
2: Our fans are collective in that, that they think that something's going to happen and that's that leads are going to paste us. So the one thing that this Enzo era is missing, because we're greedy and, you know, time is everything, and it's already happened in games, but we are missing a big scalp, a recent scalp. And if we get that tomorrow night, I don't want to see a single bit of negativity for the rest of the season. Now, okay, we could still somehow not go up from there. It's not all about tomorrow night. But I, I, I truly want people to actually reflect what on earth is it that they can't get behind at the minute. Because if you can't get behind your team, maybe, yeah, perhaps we shouldn't be at this level, whatever. But we are. Um, you know, even achieving what we've achieved in the last decade This is about our, you know, this is our bread and butter anyway. That, um, you know, it's a massive achievement to get out of this league. So be aware of that. Respect the craft. And, you know, as H says, the atmosphere in the final part of the game on Saturday was finally something to actually be mildly proud of. Let's do that for the rest of the season. Even if we're worried that there is a small possibility, the jeopardy, of us actually having to go into the playoffs because it's not so much we've shit it or we've bottled it or we've nosedived. It's actually because the level of Southampton, Leeds and Ipswich is so high this season. And us, us at the top, it's, you know, they've all come down. Perhaps they shouldn't have done, not Ipswich, but Southampton and Leeds. We're doing, yes, probably, probably about what we should have done. But Enzo took over a bin fire, didn't he? We were the pits. We were the absolute pits. And we shouldn't have been, but we were. So, yeah, I think we need to we need to get out there tomorrow and do the business collectively as fans. One other thing I wanted to ask is: any you got any good stories of leads away? I mean, I've got one, but you got any any tales of leads away that you want to share?
1: Not that I remember one. Really. Matt, Oakley, Matt Oakley scored, I think.
2: Yeah. It's the I I was gonna...
1: That was the <laughs> first time I went to Leeds and so it would have been about 16 and we were in, it's called the cheese block, is it? Yeah. That's what they call that corner. And that's where the weigh was. And it was the first time, so we went with my dad and we were by the, the netting. Mm. And I don't know when we, when we scored a turnaround, I didn't celebrate with my dad, I was giving it large to these fucking Leeds fans. And then my dad gave me a right bollock and you get your head kicked in. You're only, you're only 16, you're only 17, whatever it was. That's about it. Um, it's not as good on the side, although, like like Ape says, if you were to score at one away game, it would be up there, wouldn't it? Because, it, I don't know, it's, it, as a fan, it's not a very good away end, but it feels like if you were playing, it's in quite a good location. I don't know.
3: It's one of the, yeah, one of the few away grounds has two sides, two ends as well. They have their traditional end at one end and then towards the away end, that's where they've got all their... Idiots uh, collect now. Mm. I, I, I've only I've only been once, and uh, we all picked up COVID. So you know, it says a lot for our away support on that trip. To be
2: Which one was that? Was that the one one when Barnes scored the? Um, yeah, that uh, yeah. that straight after Rafinha had scored. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah and then Lookman was offside because his mm. right nipple oh, was offside yeah. on VAR. Yeah, of yeah. yeah, course
2: cool. so that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, my one was, is that one, George, that you were, it was the League One season, wasn't it, 2008, it was Boxing Day, 2008. That was it, yeah. Um, Oakley scored in the first half, and then they equalised in injury time, was it Beccio mm. or Beckford, one of them, but yeah, that that day, I remember we'd gone up, quite a few of us, a car full of mates, and uh, one of our mates' dads had come, but he'd come on the Fox Travel. Um, and was going home on the fox travel, but we were uh, we were having a night out in Leeds. And I'll never forget it. for the game, we we're in this pub, and he was like, oh, do you know what? Although Leeds are horrible, and you know they got this reputation, they're fans that always always give it. You know they'll always give and take it, always there for the banter. Never had any bother, never had an ounce of bother with Leeds. And we're like, oh yeah yeah, in this pub that's a bit airy, and I'm like, I'm not so sure. But anyway, hey ho so get getting lara up, gone the game obviously they've scored in the last you know dying seconds and we're we're gutted as you are and you're coming out the gate coming out and um you know the leeds fans are, are giving it the big in. and as we're walking these lead the group of Leeds fans come towards us and one of them says something horrendously racist um And my mate's dad, and we were like, oh, you know, we obviously dobbed off at him saying, shut up, leave it out. And then there was a bit of a fracas with my. he gone off to Foxy's Travel, and we're there, (laughs) thank you, hey? Got a night out in Leeds with all this. He's like, yeah, never have any bother with Leeds. No, no, of course you don't, do you? Uh, And (laughs) off he went. (laughs) But anyway, there was no more bother other than the the next next day. I was in a world of bother, sick. Uh, And there's actually a video that. I could share, but the only reason I won't is I've got the most horrendous pair of baggy G-Star jeans on. But yeah, <laughs> I had to stop on the hard shoulder on the M1 and off have Um and the blood's rushed to my head and I've passed out. I've just I've <laughs> head first into this pile of sick, which is horrible. But yeah, um, yeah. So we, yeah. Anyone, if anyone's got any good leads away stories, um, get them in the not necessarily in the comments now, but get it up on Twitter. And we'll read it out. Uh, we're going to do a pod post. I think it's probably going to be Sunday night, in the it, um, So, yeah, if you are got any get yeah. stories, get them into us. Um, I've,
1: I've got a lot of Leeds mates. Um, there's one, you know, the Frake family. Um, they're all Leicester fans, but Jack is a Leeds fan because he takes after his uncle. So um, they'll have a bit riding on it. I don't mind Leeds fans. I quite like. I quite like, and they're a mysterious breed. They sing we are the champions of Europe, and they've never won it, which is just bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, I don't mind Leeds at all, really. Because, like I said earlier, I should have said this earlier. I didn't admit to it, but on the bus to the Middlesbrough game, it took me thirty-three games. So I'm really looking forward to watching them play today. Taking me that long because you know you, yeah. you you know seven years ago I'd say we were playing Seville, mm. um, and then we mate was on about and whatsapp was on about psv away and i said oh you know psv are playing for last eight in europe now and we've got qpr next week at home and then this everton fan piped up and it's just, well you're playing for fucking 17th for the last 10 years in the in the in the prem i'd rather drop down in division and wave as we go past because that's what's going to happen so it took me long enough but now we've lost to middlesbrough i've got a bit of fire in my belly again and and you know, want to go there and get a result. That's what Leeds fans are like. So, you know, you can't knock them.
2: No, you can't. Uh, I mean, talking of fans, and there was another incident, weren't there, with Middlesbrough? Oh, Middlesbrough has been a bit of trouble with over the years. They've see the home game. Uh, in sorry, the away game, Chloe and Becky got egged, and then the, the game on Saturday, there's some woman being caught allegedly being racist, um, which ain't good at all, is it? And or and it, going back to the, the the story the tale i told ages ago about my mate who got hit by a pie that was middlesbrough mm. so you know they've there's... obviously got a clear and that i mean i've never had them down as being that particularly uh vicious but there's enough of them about
1: final mate i think they're still the, what, that again? the, the 97 oh,
2: final, yeah maybe yeah that, I've, another, I've got, i know Carry
1: on. Oh, sorry, I got a mate uh, when it, you know when England played those two games up in Middlesbrough in yeah. ju- it was just at the back end of COVID. So we went up for the week. We had a holiday in Middlesbrough. And <laughs> it completely changed my opinion. It was actually decent. But one of the lads that worked at the hotel, he was made up because he ended up coming with us to the second game um, and he'd never seen England and kind of stayed in touch. But he, uh, his name was Johnny. And one of the girls goes, you won't believe his middle name. And, uh, and you know he never tells anyone and his, his name was janino and we thought bollocks <laughs> not true so he got his idea johnny janino right and he's just he's just had a, a kid and i think i think it's called jensen um but anyway his middle name is as well jensen, jensen emerson
3: ravinelli is it by any chance
1: <laughs> that'd been better wouldn't it
3: Fester, But there'll be one bloke who just called his kid Nige after the captain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Phil Stamp.
3: Brilliant. But that
0: right, reminds boys. me, I'll
1: tell, tell you what we haven't done. What? It's the showdown and I really should be the host of
2: oh, well, where did yeah. you come from, where did you go? I did think I was going to mention it um, at the start and I thought the only way it was going to be is if it was me against H. Um, oh, it's got
1: been it. I mean there's no point in me playing
2: yeah yeah well what do you want to do I think it's too late isn't it
1: well it sounds you know you're starting to sound all negative mate like a Leicester fan like you think yeah. you know, I mean if
2: you <laughs> if you want to go and, if you want to find one we can do it um <laughs> I can I'll have a look have we got any more comments
1: oh I'm just laughing at yeah. Captain Codel's comment That's yeah <laughs> oh yeah I'm
2: gonna whack that up in a second <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Katie's been belted by two peas at Harrison Park. Yeah, they're they're nasty, nasty bastards, aren't they, uh, Captain? I thought you were going to say, "Oh, Malcolm." Yeah, that that went down very well, old Malcolm Powder last week, didn't it? Um, yeah, that's going to be me new, me new guys.
3: Maybe, uh, yeah, Mabes, what? I'm, I'm knows, worried.
2: Mate. Well, I mean, it was a, it was a comprehensive victory, weren't he? walked the floor with me. So, yeah, I am worried um but yeah, know. i know
3: you, do, you you just did you just attempted the 85th minute walkout a minute ago rick finishing early. i did mate i know i've just got that i've got it's halfway down downstairs. the course. i've been called back yeah. <laughs> funny our major has got a photo from uh, seville there because that was an interesting one seven years ago today yes are all concerned hey eh, <laughs>
1: ever Leicester City away game and we lost but I remember because I was working and I remember you lot were a bit worse for wear and I met you after I mean that away goal bring back away goals because that, that away goal won us the tie you know it gave us something to go back and then Ranieri got sat the day after but I remember meeting you lot and I was like lads we, we could have lost about 7-0 there I, like, I, I generally think that's the best I've ever, the best team I've ever seen that civil team that day and they they were like no nah, no nah, we were alright I was thinking, I think it the bar about four times and Casper yeah, made the same. Yeah, yeah. That
3: first yeah.
2: half, we were nowhere, were we? It was, it was embarrassing. We're well, not embarrassing, but it was... Well, it,
3: we, were... we, we, we had for Morgan at the back who looked like they were playing in 45 degrees heat, didn't they? Quite literally. <laughs> 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 it, it, it was warm out there, you know, for mid-Feb. Warm, warm, <laughs> I believe it's a warm city in Europe and the pair of them played like it. <laughs> the
1: prime Look, to be fair, most,
3: most of the away end was sweating Cruz Campo by that time. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't we, within the, in the return leg. Weren't it? Did Lawan
2: play that one, or was it the Atletico one he played? He I played think that was, the Atletico, didn't didn't it? One, wasn't was it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Morgan
3: scored in the against Seville, did Morgan I scored think, Hoof, Hoof hugged Schmeichel with a Peno save.
2: That, that was it, yeah. So it was still, yeah. Then who got injured, weren't it? Or was it Morgan? I
3: forget. It, 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 was, it anyway. was away goals at Rennes as well. It was around that time that we went Randers, which was an unreal trip that will live long in the memory. Um, you talk about when you've already won a game and it's all done and dusted, and that didn't really matter to the 800 what turned up that day. Um, pretty much chaos in True. the away end. Awesome right, out. are you
1: sorted,
2: I'm, Jude? I'm
1: still googling that. The other thing is, yeah. I've not got the spreadsheet, so it, it could be chaos again,
2: couldn't it? Oh well, it could be, but it's not as chaotic as me trying to find the um, the Who Are You music.
1: Oh yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Have you got it? I've got
2: it. I've got it. I've got, I've got Who Are You. Then it's got intro. Where did you come from? So okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've got it. I think I I'm might. I think I might only be able to stretch to who are you music. I don't know whether I've got the technical ability for anything else. I'm Robbie Savage is, look, at this.
1: I look at all the players and think, yeah,
2: we've done him. We've done him. Is there anything else to cover whilst you're ferreting about? Uh, I think
1: I think I've got one.
2: Okay. I think I've got. I, one. I think I've got. I, I will just mention Union FS's Tifo, which was world class once again. Um, so hats off to the, the lads and ladies that are involved in that. And um, yeah, I know they'll welcome any donations as well. Um, because they do end up having to put a lot of their own money into that. I think it cost north of about 1500 quid to put that on, which is still incredible to create that for only 50. Well, not only, but 1500 pounds. If you got that done at the printers, like forest get done, that get you about three meters, let alone an old stand. So yeah, well done everyone
1: agreed and there's a food bank against qpr as well
2: there is yeah food bank um yeah bring some tins now, some perishable goods <laughs> not, scotch not eggs the, and that
1: not the not the tins that you you know <laughs> no
2: not not skull well i mean that's all right i mean people would be appreciative of any tins wouldn't they some tin lager um,
1: talking of scotch eggs mate the sad news is that keith from the office has passed away
2: yeah that was also on my list of sort of and i mean obviously that i'm genuinely devastated about that because he is a unique icon um is he the one had he not got any acting experience had he gone am i right is he gone as a extra yeah. and then they ended so. up <laughs> getting him in as big keith well
1: it was pretty scary he, he, he must have been 28 when that was filmed
2: yeah i know he, he uphill paper and any blessing and, um, <laughs> but uh, the other sad news as well was Steve Wright the DJ he passed away yeah. he? he's another of my favourites it was him and Graham Torrenton as the, the ones that get you out of any hole after a, when you're delicate of a weekend But yeah
1: we need to news. get Torrenton on
2: we do well I, I sort of made tried to make some inquiries, and I and do you know what it would have been better this season because I'm sure he's from the like, Stoke area Probably a Stoke fan, could have got him on the other week, but yeah, I didn't hear back. He's been ignoring me on Twitter.
3: Right, well, I've, settled. Him five I've times.
2: settled. I've settled. Say that again, H. Have you messaged him five times? More than that. He might I reply on the fifth one. Okay, I'll try again. I'll do five in quick succession. The, most, the most,
3: <laughs> serious, most serious journalism journalist should uh, probably add on here said five times, remember? He
2: did, didn't he? He did. Right, I'm going to play the music.
0: Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you?
1: Wait a minute. Who are you? Right, that's enough
2: of that. Okay, then over to you, Jordan Halford, on it's the mic. Very,
1: very hastily cobbled together, but I don't think we've had him. So we'll start with it with the classic. Um, I was born on the thirtieth of April, nineteen eighty, which makes him forty three. Are
3: we having a guess around? I, yeah, thought, guess I thought the they were the
2: rules, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the rules. I'll I go.
3: can't. Yeah. It's Incorrect.
2: Um, no, I'm not even going to have a poke. I can't think of anyone.
1: Um, he made one appearance for England under-21s.
2: Danny Cadamarter? No. No, he'd be a lot older than forty-three
3: anyway. I thought Cadamarter. Maybe on. No. Trevor Benjamin.
1: That's incorrect. Round three. I'm glad I've got this far. Um, bizarrely, he's currently the head coach of SC United Bantams. Who play in the, uh, the USL? They're from South Carolina. These mm. are quite deliberately rogue.
2: Oh, hang on. I think I've got it. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm no, not. Stuart Campbell.
1: No, I think have we had him before,
2: Certainly yeah. Maybe before. I know there's somewhere uh, that I, I remember reading someone's out in America. I,
3: uh... 43. Okay, uh, no, because he's Scottish. Um, I've got one other
2: guest, Michael
3: Ball. What's his name? Is it Michael Ball? That's a
1: it's not. We're into round four because you can't have a guess. Yet, yeah, right?
2: no, that's fine. Yeah.
1: So I can, I can say that you, know, you played 10 games for Leicester City without
2: scoring a goal. That's, it's not the person I was thinking of
1: then. And he was a striker. I've got to be honest. I do remember him now, yeah, looking at him.
3: Stephen Moore?
1: No. Oh, yeah. Was Stephen Moore older or younger than Luke Moore? Mm. Luke Moore was the
2: better player, wasn't he? I think he was slightly older. stayed
3: long for long, yeah. Um...
1: Pass, can't think. Need another clue. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go out of here. <laughs> I'd have, obviously would have no idea. So he finished his career at Loughborough Dynamo. He went on to manage Loughborough Dynamo as well. This is a bit of an extended clue, isn't it? He also had spells at Solihull Moors, 21 games and Kidderminster Harriers, who I think would have been a league team back then. I should probably give you the years that he played for Leicester. It, this might help. It won't help. But I've got a photo of him up on Getty. <laughs> I don't even remember this. The photo is from the Pe- Pepsi Max Challenge Tournament.
2: Fuck you, aren't I?
3: Get on fire.
2: shit, you've got it. You put, what? Where are you at this from? Off smell a oh, of rat here. This. <laughs> uh. 10 games a striker, one game for England under 21s played for
1: the big it as like solid uh, the st- okay so I can I can say because you have not guessed of it so I can say at the start of 2004 he moved to Leicester City where he started only 10 games. his time at the Walker Stadium was plagued by a knee injury and he was re- he was released.
2: Lee Morris correct yes well done <laughs>
1: correct okay, I, I, look, I, look at
3: his face just look at his face
1: this is the well, photo look
2: that, that i feel like that'll be like us tomorrow night if we get the win
1: <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can remember his face but i don't remember anything about him but you we've got to do where did he come from and where did he go yeah so i i think you know what are the rules that you get the first guess at this rick
2: where do yeah. you get him from Um, did we, it was, I mean, he, he, he made his name at Derby, didn't he? But I'm going to say we got him from Sheffield United and then we got, he went to Cov.
1: He never played for Cobb. He started at Sheffield United. He got uh,
2: eight in thirty-eight. Ah uh, I've got it wrong, then And then he went to Derby, wasn't well,
3: it? Yeah. Dor- I mean, Dor- we saw him from Derby, didn't we?
1: I think I think hate gets that because you, yeah. you did say Chef United. So he got we him from saw, Derby.
3: We him, so yeah. I think uh, we had to agree compo for him, but he had a dodgy knee even back then. He got seventeen uh, and nine. An i Rob
1: Rum. No. I mean, there's a, there's a between Darby and Leicester the, is a loan spell, but I don't know if we care about that now.
2: Yeovil. Yeovil is. Really? Yeovil really? is. You know. was I, that a guess? Yeah, genuine, not. Uh, yeah, Angel, that was a genuine punt, unless it was somewhere in there. Yeah. I do remember the well, yeah, kit. Did he play with loan there? spell?
1: Uh, Yeah, he played 34 games, which was his second highest after Derby.
3: Wow, wow, wow. I love this photo you've got, George. What? In the gold kit? Lee Morris. Yeah, and I've just seen the opposition we were playing (laughs) as well.
1: I don't remember that game (laughs) at all.
3: Can you get that, Rick? What what was the opposition?
1: What, in the Pepsi Pepsi Match Challenge?
3: challenge? Yeah. But I, I think...
1: I think, like, once you mention it, I think you'll remember it.
3: Well, we, at one point, we were supposed to have Bocca in it. Oh,
2: and then they
3: yeah. pulled out. Don't blame them. Which would have been fantastic if we'd have had Bocca.
1: Bocca away. That would be, <laughs> be my dream
2: game. Mm, no, I can't think. Who, who was it? Put me out of your misery. Well,
3: you had East Bengal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it a group? And um it was like two two semi-finals. We had Maramito from Portugal. Yeah. And I can't remember the other team. I know I know at one point we were supposed to have Bocot and um a Japanese side Uriah Red Diamonds in it as well. Oh, I've heard of them.
1: They're pretty big time, aren't they?
3: That, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. that's it's just it's just the sort of mad shit that City would do, wouldn't it? There we go. Real Mallorca. Mallorca, right,
1: yeah, it's no, coming right. back together. Yeah. yeah. Well it, I've got a photo here of uh is it Ricky Skimmaker? that was called it? Dabby's ass. It's Dab is us. Was
2: that Adams or Levine? I think it must have been
1: it, Adams. Uh, I think it was Levine,
2: 2004. Yeah, was it? Or two thousand yeah. Anyway. That's great. Well, great I, I must admit, George, there were some decent quite. there were some decent questions. It made it very difficult.
1: Which... Yeah, I think it's caused panicking.
2: Yeah, Cause no, 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 I like it. It was good. Well done. Um, good game. So right. between
1: you it's one all, we're saying.
2: One all. So yeah, next time H is on, we'll we'll go for the decider. Screams, screams um, decider. It does, doesn't it? Well, we'll be having H back on. He's now he's pretty much now a permanent fix, just say. You ain't getting yeah. out of it, pal. You're uh you, you're recruited. Uh, any other business? We've Just gone on there nearly now nearly enough.
1: Go on, then. Yeah, quick one for me. Um, UK Homeless Sport back in action tonight, Ronnie Nil, Selby six. Wow, and it was it was four-nil when I jumped on the call, so he's finished the business off. Good lad, because he's not been playing well, Mark. So that's mm. nice timely boost for the worlds,
2: yeah. Ronnie won't be happy about that, will
1: he? Sure he well, he'll be whinging now, when he'll be, yeah. oh, I went 2-0 down and missed a brown and it couldn't be arsed. Moaning he'll about the
2: car park again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Look, he did that alley-pally. That's pretty good. <laughs> cool. uh, anything from you, pal? Just one little small bit. Bit of sad news, really, yeah. on football-wise. I'm not one of going massive on... because. You know, non-league clubs do overspend, but and it, and it's been the case in this one. But Torquay United today went in administration, mm-hmm. and I watched Jamie Varley make his debut at there. Um, and it's I suppose yeah. it happens with age, doesn't it? You kind of resonate with stuff that happens over time. And uh, that was real sad news today because they look like they're going to be in a right pickle. Four million, that, that you know that, that they've got an outstanding debt for for a club that are way down on the pyramid. So that was a real sad story I read today what yeah. are they
2: in now, Conference South or lower
3: yeah
2: yeah it's not good is it
3: South, it's if you really... ever listen to uh, Charlie Baker on Talk Sport he's a fan um, yeah. and uh, yeah he's suffering as well. she's talking, isn't she
2: Ellen Correct. Chamberlain, she was with talky yeah. yeah yeah, very sad um, yeah only one for me, I'd just shout out to the New York Foxes they were over the last few weeks yeah, um, and I got to meet them uh, for the first time, so I we went out for a curry, which was very nice. But, yeah, shame that we didn't get nine from nine for them, but um, Ryan and uh, and Jace, I'm sure you had a good trip, and we'll see you over again soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it there then, shall we, boys? Thank you both. Uh, hopefully, that. Me, yeah, 90 minutes, get the job done. Hopefully, we, we get the job done over 90 tomorrow, and it's... Uh, there won't be anyone leaving early. But uh, yeah, all the best boys, nice one. I'll play the music if I can find the fucker. Hang on.
1: <laughs> I think that's just playing on your laptop. Really. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I mean, You've got to stop the broadcast now. Was that a drink?
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.